the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We are live with the Working Fans Podcast. We're going to talk some AEW Dynamite today. Probably do a top five of the week. And maybe a little bonus content here today. Fully recommends and approves. Let's start off talking some AEW Dynamite. Battle Royal kicks off the show. Casino Battle Royal. All the biggest names in AEW together in one Battle Royal. That was not the case, but... What was interesting was that some of the bigger names in the Battle Royal were actually like just in this first portion. Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, like those are two people I thought would have won. You know, we had Sweet Swerve, Keith Lee, you know, then we have with the exception of O'Reilly, who ended up, you know, winning the whole thing. We had the Dark Order come out next, you know, Dante Martin. Like none of these guys I thought were gonna I thought it was great that they brought evolution or elevation to work on dynamite. It was fantastic. What did you think of the Battle Royal overall? We all knew Moxley was going to be the person no matter what, so it really didn't matter who won the Battle Royal. Case in point that they just put nobody really good in it. Eddie Kingston and those guys were in the beginning to pop the crowd, but then it just went downhill from there. Everybody knows if you're going to bring in a big star, you bring them in the last position, so you get that big push and that big, ah! You thought Andrade might win it as a joker? I thought he would have been a fine candidate. I mean, he absolutely could have. I don't think people were thinking of Andrade, because I don't think people ever think of Andrade, but uh, yeah, he would have been fine. It doesn't matter. Moxie was going to win no matter who was there. I mean, hell, he wasn't even the number one contender, and somehow magically, in one night, he became the number one contender to the championship. If Wardlow had been in the Battle Royal, would that have made a difference? Yeah, because if Wardlow was in the Battle Royal, it would have been hard to have him lose. Right now, you're creating a monster with him. How do you have him lose the Battle Royal or have him lose without tarnishing what you're trying to do? Now, we had an Eddie Kingston promo backstage, challenging Jake Hager to a match on Rampage. Speaking of which, Hager Rampage tonight, who you got? I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. As much as I like Jake Hager, unfortunately, at this point, they're making, and I shouldn't say unfortunately, because I love Eddie Kingston. They are making Eddie Kingston a much bigger star. And then after this, we had Hangman Page versus David Finley. David Finley's debut in AEW. I thought it was fine, but obviously he wasn't going over Hangman Page either. I like David Finley. His style is obviously a little bit different from his father's, but uh, or his grandfather, or apparently his great grandfather. Mm-hmm. But he, 
definitely has a great style in there. He likes Smash Mouth, but he can also fly. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I thought that he looked good at the end of the day. You know, it was a nice spot for him, but hopefully maybe we'll see something else for him on the Forbidden Door because he's a good competitor. I just knew like he wasn't going to get this one. Yeah, there was no way he was going to win this one, especially since now that we know that they're building Hangman towards Okada and Cole, it doesn't make sense to have him lose to uh, Finley. Now, do you think is that we're getting? You think we're going to get because after okay, after this we're going to say Hangman wants <coughs> Okada and Cole interrupts and says he deserves a shadow card. So do you think we're getting a three-way or do you think we're getting a Hangman versus Cole and the winner gets Okada? I think most likely we're going to get winner versus Okada. I wouldn't mind a three-way dance for it, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but I, I think we're going to get one or the other. Does Hangman win that? I think... I don't think he does. Yeah. I think so, somebody's got to go over for Japan. Japan's not going to come over and lose every match. That's not what I meant. I mean, if Hangman wrestles Cole, you think Hangman's beating Cole? Oh, it makes more sense to have Cole, actually, mm-hmm. because Cole's more towards the heel side, and Okada's going to get the, maybe the loudest ovation of the night. It makes more sense to have Cole. Yeah. And Hangman's beaten Cole a couple times, too, so it'd be yeah. a win. Hangman might not even be on the show. He might be just looking for his rematch. After that, let's see. We had Wardlow interview, I believe. He talked about how he doesn't want to challenge for the interim belt. He wants to fight Punk when Punk is healthy. He said, in the meantime, he wants that TNT title. I thought it was a little weird, you know, like I thought I get it, but at the same time. Now, the the best thing to do if you're going to crown an interim champion is to point to the fact that they're not going to be the real champion. I mean, really, really just point at that ahead of time. Especially when the match might end up being John Moxley versus Tanahashi, which is one of the biggest matches you could have. Yeah, really just point at it and go, that one sucks. So, Wardlow next TNT champ? I think so. I, I don't see how you're going to have him lose. Yeah, I don't either. You already did the one where they wrestled and you had 15 people interfere. Are you going to do that again? And speaking of 15 people, next week Wardlow's going to take on 20 security guys in a gauntlet match. Where is that going to be? Because maybe we'll know some of the independent talent that's going to be. I'm not sure. I'll look that up later. We have the, it's the Road City uh, Rager. Or what is it? Do you think maybe they bring somebody in who's not really a security guard to interfere in this match? Very po- It's in St. Louis, Missouri, by the way. We haven't seen Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, I got to think there's some kind of like thing. There was this Warlord's just going to beat up 20 guys, stack them on top of each other. Love to see it. <laughs> I mean, that might be what they do just for the effect. It would yeah. be a hell of an effect. I just want to believe that they're going to throw somebody out there who's not a complete jobber. We got Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir next. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. I don't care what the announcers say. I thought it was a hell of a match. Both of them, first of all, have MMA backgrounds. Marina Shafir is not quite as polished yet as Rosa, but I, I, I like the combination. I, I thought it was a fun match. And afterwards, Shafir, after she loses, attacks Rosa, and then Tony Storm makes the save. Rosa comes back and hits her finisher on Marina, getting her out of the ring, and then Storm goes to hand her the belt, and they do the whole, she glares at Storm thing, and it's, you know, they're kind of eyeing each other, and we look like we're setting up a match here. But I'm excited for the match. Like, I think Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa could be very interesting. If it's a babyface versus babyface match, I got to say I would favor Rosa because how often do titles change hands in those scenarios? Not often. Usually in babyface versus babyface, the only way it changes hands is if somebody's no longer a babyface. Right. Or someone's about to turn heel. Exactly. I didn't necessarily like the way this was even done. I liked Marina Shafir attacking her after, but then you just kind of rolled around in the ring. So there's no, unless you're including Marina Shafir into this three as a three-way or unless you're going to have Tony Storm versus Marina Shafir at some point, it just didn't logically make sense you know what we forgot to talk about here as i'm going through this was Pac versus murphy yeah Pac 
<laughs> One of my favorite steakhouses, Blake and Murphy. Pac getting the win. Great win. He is now going to meet the winner of Ethan Page versus Miro. And then on the other bracket, we have Penta versus Malachi Black. And there will be someone on New Japan facing the winner of that. That match hasn't been announced. So how do you see yeah, the tournament? I like the fact that there's a good amount of heels in here. I like the heel-heel match between Miro and Ethan Page. I don't like the fact that I don't see Ethan Page going over. I would yeah. rather see Ethan Page go over. But I am intrigued by both Ethan Page and Pac or Pac and Miro. I think either way, any match that Pac's in is a great match. By the way, him and Murphy freaking killed it. They did. Now, do you think Ethan Page is not being used to his fullest potential? Absolutely not. I don't think he's used to his full potential whatsoever. If he's not given the mic enough, he's not allowed to even talk as much as he should be. He's one of those heels. He reminds me of Tully Blanchard. He's one of those guys that can wrestle, and there's just something about him that you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Who do you think going to win this tournament? <sighs> wow. Well, we don't know who's coming from Japan. We don't. So we're handicapping ourselves. I have a sneaking suspicion they might put this on somebody from Japan and have a title belt over there in New Japan that they're defending from AEW. Because the finals is going to be on Forbidden Door. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is, is that it's got to be somebody from Japan. And I think that they might go over. I think it's going to be a belt that AEW has that is defended in Japan, which is weird because Japan's in the Pacific Ocean and it's called the Atlantic Championship. We'll but that's it. fine. I'm going to say it's either Miro or Malachi. I think Miro and Malachi Black make it to the finals. I don't think Miro can win. God hates him. You know, you might be right, though, because it is going to probably be an AEW versus New Japan type thing. So that means whoever's in Japan will probably go over the winner of Black Penta, So, which I think is going to be Black. All right. I'm going to go Miro, though. I say Miro takes the whole thing. It sounded like I convinced you, and then you were like, all right, well, I'm not going to agree with you, so Miro. <laughs> No, but I am going to agree that the Japanese contention is going to make it to the finals. I was going to totally. Well, well, it just doesn't make sense to have heel versus heel in the final. I would love to see Malachi Black versus Pac in the final. Right. And yeah, I never thought about that. Right. It Since would be. they already have a rivalry between the House of Black and Pac's contingency. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, we Not got too bad. We'll go with Miro. It's fine. <laughs> No, Miro. Miro versus someone from Japan. I'm going to guess Ishii. Miro wins. I like Miro as long as there's no Lana. O'Reilly versus Moxley in the end. Kyle O'Reilly, who had won the Battle Royal earlier. Great match. I could watch that match every night. Yeah, I thought they really clicked together. Even though like we knew who was going to win, like they yeah. just had great chemistry. Kyle O'Reilly's so good. He made me like mock even more, and I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, there's just something about, because you want to like Kyle O'Reilly. We yeah. love his style. You want to like him. But he's another guy in that Tully Blanchard scenario where there's just something about him. We also want to just kick him in the face. So, all right, we already predicted Kingston and Hager for tonight. Here's a couple other ones. Will Ospreay in the Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis versus Trent Beretta and FTR. What do you got? Does Ospreay win the debut in a six-man? I think Ospreay's going to lose. Okay. I don't think yeah. Osprey's going to take the loss. Right. But I, I think FDR and Trent took the beating on Wednesday. I, I think they're going to get the win. So we'll see. So Statlander and Red Velvet. Wait a minute, you didn't make a prediction. All right, I will go with to be. No, I'm not going to be different. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with that. Actually, yeah, I'll be different. Fuck it. I'll go with Will Osprey and off the open. Why not? I don't blame you. I love off. Ospreay I love Ocean Spray. Osprey will get the uh, pin on Trent. Hey, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. I just have a gut feeling on the other way. Yeah. If they're getting a win, it's going to be Osprey going over, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody gives a care about the Australian Bulldogs. A hossy open. All right. Sure. Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander. I'm going to go with Statlander. Yeah, me too. A little more focus on her lately. And then we got this is Hook and Dan Housen speak. 
And we got Satin Singh and Jay Lethal in action. Don't know what they're. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna go with them. Yeah. Since they didn't announce, since they're not telling us who the other team is, I'm gonna <laughs> go with them. And then next week on Dynamite, just a few notes that we know so far. We got Chris Jericho versus Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. Now, on paper, I thought this was a layup for Jericho. But somebody brought up a very interesting point. Jericho likes to change his look from time to time, and this could give him a reason. That being said, I'll go with Chris Jericho. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ortiz. I think Ortiz gets it. I, I think the Wizards going bald. He would do it. Jurassic Express, who refused to lose these titles, versus the Hardy Boys and the Bucks in a ladder match. Are the titles on the line? Yes. I'm looking at it now. I'm, go- <laughs> yeah. I'm going with the Bucks. Okay. Hardy Boys got the better of the Bucks on the pay-per-view. Right. The Bucks have been very much on the upswing. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. My stomach is telling me just go with Lucha Express or Jungle Express Jurassic. or whatever the hell they call themselves. Jurassic yeah. Express. Just go with them because you bet against them every time and every time they win. Yeah. But I think the Bucks are going to win. I'll go with Jurassic Express. <laughs> And I believe we both picked Mira over Ethan Page already. Yeah. And then we have Wardlow, I'm assuming, going over the 20 security guards. <laughs> two, two of which are going up against Jay Lethal and Singh on Friday night at Rampage. All right. That was our Rampage show. Let's talk about our top five of the week. When I'm looking at this show, I got to include some stuff here. Jeez. What was your favorite part of Dynamite this week? Probably seeing Will Ospreay. Yeah, well, Osprey. So I mean, there. the match between Moxley. If you go match Moxley and you had two matches that really killed it. So it was hard because you had Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly, but Murphy and Pac absolutely killed it also. Yeah. Will Osprey is my moment from the. I'll give those three. I'll just those three make my top five of the week. I'm going to put Cody in there. Him and Seth are doing what they did. I thought that that has to make my moment. And then I guess ultimately just for the final one, I'm going to throw in, even though it made no sense, I'm just hoping they do something with him. Finn Bauer taking over of the Judgment Day, and they're kicking out Edge. Yeah, I agree with most of those. I'm actually going to go with Apollo Crews coming back to NXT. I like that. I like the move. I like the fact that they might use him better there. The thing I do not like is that if you look at the WWE website, they've also moved commit. Commander Aziz to NXT. Well, interesting because he did not have the accent or was doing any of that stuff this week. Nope. He just came in and was the actual Apollo Crews we remembered. Now, I said a little bonus content for everybody this week. So I was talking to you off there. We were talking about possibly talking about some of our favorite tag teams. We've done this plenty of times on the show. We've done top it's not, five. It's not well, true, fans. We only talk when we're on here. <laughs> but I was thinking we could do something a little different specifically for promotions. Maybe a couple small promotions or some person aren't even here. Let's just talk. In our opinion, our number one tag team, and I'm going to start off with TNA. Who's your number one tag team of TNA slash impact of all time? Wow. Mo- Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns. I like that. This to be a little different. I'm going to go with the North. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander technically held it for longer than anybody. Yeah, love the North. That's a great tag team. But the Motor City Machine Guns, to me, are the prototype of early TNA and what a tag team could be. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the best, no doubt about it. I mean, it's also hard not to throw beer money in there, but whatever. Yeah, beer money is another good one. America's Most Wanted is great. James Storm involved. James Storm might be the best tag team wrestler out of TNA history. Yeah, any tag team with Christopher Daniels. I mean, there's so many ways you could go here. Yeah, a lot of great teams. Now, this one I thought was interesting. I was curious what you would say, because 
I have an answer specifically. So I'm going to throw two promotions for you. Who is the greatest tag team of all time in AWA and NWA? Well, AWA has to be the crusher and the bruiser. I I don't know how you can't have them as your favorite one. Actually, that's not true. I'm just kidding. To me, I was a fan of Ray the Crippler Stevens Mm -hmm. and a fan of him and Nick Bockwinkle as a tag team. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. They were your cookie cutter heel tag team. And then they had Bobby Heenan as their manager. So how do you beat that? Great choice. And then what was the other promotion? NWA. Not WCW, more specifically geared towards NWA. No, NWA, absolutely. So out of all the great tag teams that are there, and obviously you have Iron and Tully, you've got the original Minnesota Wrecking Crew, you've got the Briscoes, all those great tag teams. But I'm actually a big fan of the tag team of the Midnight Express. I love the Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. I think they're maybe the greatest tag team of all time. And specifically, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. I know people go towards Bobby and Dennis Kadri, but I'm actually more of a fan of... Um, Stan Lane and Bobby. Most people would. I actually agree with you. I like Eaton and Lane too. Uh, yeah, that, for tag teams, that's definitely way. Little known fact, I actually like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew of Ole and Iron. I actually like them better than Tully and Iron. Mm-hmm. That's a I little known fact. With Ole and Iron and Ole and say Gene. I think Gene would have been before yeah gene was a little bit before my time but i love the way that they worked a body part and the chemistry and Mm -hmm. just the way they worked it when iron and tully are fantastic i love iron and tully but it was more flashy there was nothing flashy about the andersons they just beat the crap out of you i was gonna do something funny for my answers but i'm gonna hold off Uh, oh you were gonna say the road warriors yeah no (laughs) i know they wrestled in all of the organizations so it's not yeah and they were awa nwa world champions but honestly I mean, they could make a great answer for your greatest AWA, NWA slash tag team, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, you can even throw them in there. They won the WWE World Championship also. They did, yeah. But if you're going for AWA success, I like your answer of Stevens and Bachwinkle. You know, they've really worked well together in terms of tag team wrestling. NWA, I like the Midnights. I was more of a rock and roll guy, but now that I look back and I really like kind of appreciate the art of tag team wrestling, Midnights definitely do it, but I'm going to go just to be a little different. I will go with the Brain Busters. I go, I will go with Iron and Tully. Well, if you go, I was going to say, if you're going with the Brain Busters, you're going to have to go WWE, buddy, because there were no Brain Busters in NWA. We did have the four horsemen. I just talked about that on his podcast, by the way, too, where apparently it was like their second night out or something. People threw the four horsemen side, so they threw it back, and they got to the back. They got a lot of trouble. That shit's not right here. (laughs) We don't do that over here. You can forget that. Unless you can figure out how to do like a B for brain busters. I don't... You know, we only got about 25 minutes. I'd like to give the people at least a half hour. Let's talk about these brain busters here. This is something we don't know if we get to do. What was your opinion? Well, we didn't, wait, wait a minute. We didn't even talk about... What, greatest WF? E- ECW tag team champions. Oh, shit. You want to go a little further with this? All right. All right. Greatest we ECW. Got, we got world class. We got freaking ECW. Okay. Let's go with this. Let's go with this. Let's do a WCW. Do that. Sure, WCW. Let's do ECW. Let's do WCW. Let's do WWE. We can do WWF if you want. I'm going to fuck. So the funny thing is, in ECW, my favorite tag team. Hold um, on. It's the Dudleys. It's the greatest tag team in ECW history. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh, yes. Absolutely not. Chris Candido and Lance Storm, baby. Oh, man. Wait. Yeah, that was. You're right. I was trying to remember if that was Storm's partner. It was. Yeah. But. No, <laughs> they were not the greatest tag to be. That was clearly the Dudley boys. How about the Eliminators? 
The Lemays are good. I thought you were going to say them. They definitely are good. They're not Bubba and Devon. Public Enemy. How about, were how, how about the Pitbulls? Pitbulls were as well. Greatest is the Dudley Boys. <laughs> but all right. So let's go with world class because this is. Uh, Wait a minute. We didn't even go chicken hunting yet. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're talking about world class. To me, this should be worth two teams. Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a good one. Because to me, I was just going to go, you got to go Von Erichs or Freebirds. Nope. Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. Out of the Von Erichs and Freebirds. Out of the Von- I'm a Freebirds fan. You know that. I know, but were they the- out of those, the out of those two? Erichs kind of own the territory, literally. Yeah, but the Von Erichs are, which, what was the tag team? What was the tag team of the Freebirds? You could add possible three. Yeah, but, uh, you know, out of the possible three, absolutely. But they wrestled tag team far more often. And you had, to me, Buddy Rod Roberts and yeah. Terry Gordy were the tag team. And the single was Michael Hayes. Who was yeah. the, who, who the tag team in the Von Erichs? I would have gone with Kevin and Kerry. But yeah, yeah but, but most of them primarily wrestled singles. And they just happened to team together when they attacked the family. That's an interesting point. I see. I, I don't know about the Freebirds thing because, like, I always think of Terry Gordy just as big a single star because of his run in Mid South when Bill Watts put that UWF heavyweight title on him. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no problem with that. I love all you the did combinations. Pull, you did pull something that I was thinking you might, and I was not really. I didn't really. I should have thought about it more because I was like, yeah, if he's gonna hit me on tag teams specifically, it's like it's kind of hard to remember like which Von Eric tandem was. So that was interesting. You went with Chris Adams and Gino because they were a legit team. Well, they're legitimately my favorite tag team of the group, and if Gino doesn't get murdered, God knows where they were going to go. And if you remember, Gino was a tag team specialist. Before yeah. he wrestled with Chris Adams, he actually teamed up oh, with Tully Blanchard. They were good, too. Uh, so, all right, let's keep this moving here. What haven't we done here? We got to do WCW. Let's do this. WCW. Oh, me and Steiner. Uh, all yeah, uh, it, that's a layup for me. You got to go Steiner Brothers. I'm with you on that. To me, they're the most... The most influential, the best tag team. People still talk about them this day, but there mm-hmm. were some good tag teams that are overlooked in there. I enjoyed the mm-hmm. hardliners. I love to see tag teams that would just smash your mouth. I actually enjoyed Iron and Larry Zabisco. Doom. I thought that was a fun tag team. Awesome. Doom, another good one. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah, there's some uh, other things here. Uh, the Hollywood Blondes. Absolutely. Hollywood Blondes. I mean, Pillman and Austin, once again, still influential to this day. Probably mm-hmm. both of them are better remembered for their singles stuff, but mm-hmm. nonetheless. One of the great tag team matches of all time. I heard someone say it's one of the most watchable matches. If you want to check it's from a class of the champions. I don't remember which one. It's Iron Anderson and Larry Zabisco defending the tag titles against Dustin Rhodes and his mystery partner, which turns out to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. It's like a 30, 45 minute match. It doesn't feel that way. That was that was right after Barry turned on Dustin because Dustin had been teaming with Barry Windham. Barry turns on him and actually left him, and Ricky Steamboat was the surprise tag team partner. And Dustin and Barry were tag champs at one point too. They beat Terry Gordy and Steve Doctor Def Williams. Another great tag team, but they were more focused towards Japan, even though they were tag team champions in WWE. Gordy and Williams were the first team, kind of came in and beat up the Steiner brothers. Dude, I I don't think people realize how good tag teams were in the early to mid '90s in WCW before they started focusing on Hulkamania, brother. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite eras of teams. I know Jake St. John, friend of the show, like we talk about it all the time. Like he loves that era of tag team wrestling. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think there's enough credit given to it. All right, so we the one group that I think we really haven't talked about WWF. WWF, and I'll do WWE too. WWF. Ooh, I did like that demolition pick I read somewhere. Three time tag champions. If you're if you're gonna separate WWF from WWE, but if you're gonna talk about 
If you're taking more than just title reigns in consideration and you talk about quality of matches, God, I like the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation in this too. Those were the first two that came to mind for me. And then, of course, you have the Brain Busters that were there. Yeah. And what about the Rockers? Rockers were there. I don't feel like WWE ever got behind enough. If we're going to talk Rougeau top. Brothers. Rougeau, right. Like the Rockers, the Rougeaus, the Brain Busters, all tremendous tag teams. But if we're going to talk about the top WWF tag team of all time, I got to put, like, they were totally committed at one point to the Hearts, the Bulldogs, Demolition. God, I kind of want to give it to Demolition. As, as well, you know, because they were, and they had, a, they kind of had a lengthy, lengthy run, it felt like. But, I'm not. Fuck them. Go to Heart Foundation. Brand Anvil, baby. I'm going to go with the one that, to me, influenced so many wrestlers, and that's the Bulldogs. Yeah. I think the Bulldogs influenced so many wrestlers of that generation and so many young fans who wanted to become wrestlers because of the Bulldogs. It's nothing against the Heart Foundation or Demolition. They're right. all great tag teams, and to me, it's 1A, 1B, 1... <laughs> They're right. all in that top spot, but it's such a good tag team time once again in WWF, and they just never got behind the teams. Power and, really and Glory could have been a great tag. Power and Glory could have been a great tag team. And we're going more eighties, but technically, WWF was still the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Outlaws were all part of that too. Yeah, I, I don't think the Outlaws get enough credit. Now, were they? In the ring equals to other people necessarily. Billy was. Road Dog was serviceable. But what they once again affected so many people. And they were draws. People wanted to see the outlaws. I'm trying to think of WWE. What time period are you talking WWE? From the moment they switched? Yeah. Okay. What about a Furnace well, and about, Fong? What about Los Guerreros? Sure. Los Guerreros is a good one. Worldview, Haas, and Benjamin? Dudley's. And the Dudleys were there for that all that time, too. Yeah, I mean, you got the Dudleys in there. You got Haas and Benjamin. I don't yeah. think Haas and Benjamin get enough credit. There, there's just so many great. And then they just stopped focusing on teams to a point where it almost became bad to be a team. I mean, yeah. we haven't even mentioned the New Day. No, and the Usos. The Usos, yeah. Usos and the New Day are the greatest tag team in the last era of that company in terms of yeah. push and what they meant. Now, if you're talking about the greatest tag team in modern wrestling, I think we both agree who we think they are. And a lot of people are going to say the Young Bucks and it's, you know, that they, they're influential and they're arguable. I, I don't have a problem with that. And you can also say the Hardys, if you still talk, because they're still modern, I guess. Well, but, in fair, my, well, I'm with you and I think we're going to agree on this. My favorite tag team reminds me an awful lot of the team and they even come out to a music that's similar to the yeah. team I chose from the NWA. Yeah. They, actually, when we mentioned the Midnight Express, we talked about the Brain Brusters and we talked about the Heart Foundation. And this team studies all those matches. And we see, like, they're known huge Bret Hart fans. They're known huge Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. And they obviously do stuff from the Brain Brusters as well. We're talking about FTR. Absolutely. Them versus the Bucks just is dynamite match anywhere. Them versus Penta and Frick. Phoenix. The Lucha Brothers. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, sorry. The Lucha Brothers. When the two of them actually get together, or the three of those teams get together, anything can happen, and they're all incredible. Big fan of that. Yeah, and one more before we get out of here. Oh, Jurassic Express. No. Greatest Ring tag team of the modern generation. Ring of Honor. Got to be the Briscoes. They're in the Hall of Fame already. In the Ring of they Honor. They are. They are. I, I, and I love the Briscoes, but they're... Oh, God. No, I'll give it to the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. They're not my personal favorite. At one point, Roderick Strong was teaming with Austin Aries in Ring of Honor, and that was such a great tag team. Also, you had the Motor City Machine Guns there for a while. Bucks. The Bucks started. Well, they didn't start there, but they ended up there. It's for Daniels and Kazarian as well. 
Yeah, exactly. SCU. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess you got to give it to them. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this week. We are the Working Fans Podcast. We'll be back with more wrestling next week. And as always, we look forward to seeing you at the matches, guys. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at FansWorking. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 